0: obviously being in the arctic circle at that time of year although it is solar minimum at the minute blah, 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 blah. i'll try that again mm-hmm. solar minimum at the
1: minute minimum yeah. at the
0: minute solar minimum <laughs> at the
1: minute
0: <laughs> um meant that the, like you don't teach english yeah yeah, yeah exactly, exactly. <laughs>
1: Welcome everyone to episode twenty-three of the Photographers' Crack Podcast. Today, Ross and I are discussing all things landscape and our recent trip. It's been a few weeks since we've discussed anything landscape, uh, and I think we've been pretty busy over the last uh, what month now. So, Ross, what have you been up to? Uh,
0: good evening, James. Um... What have I been up to? Yeah, it's been a while. Actually, it's been a it's been a long time. We we've both been in, in our separate places uh, up north and mm-hmm. far far away. Um, I think the last time we spoke, we were, yeah, we were both sort of planning the trips, and that was a kind of what are we going to be doing. So now we're doing what we've done. So
1: what we've we done? Um, yeah, exciting.
0: Yeah, I spent a week in Norway, uh, ski touring, and if you haven't, I'm not going to kind of go into the details of that because I went into the detail quite a lot. Maybe a little too much. I don't know. Um, in the previous episode that we that we recorded, um, so yeah, I was ski touring in Norway, which was giving me a lot of chances to get a lot of quite amazing kind of vistas and landscapes and views, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, which was quite uh, stunning. Um, but it wasn't quite so much a photography trip, if you know what I mean. And uh, there weren't a lot mm-hmm. of chances to sort of stop and take um, kind of. We were just climbing up and then skiing back down the hills um and a bite to eat at the top mm-hmm. basically um, and that and that was about it because it was pretty chilly Um it tended to be tended to be sort of minus five and then the wind chill, so we weren't hanging around at the top a lot there was one particular day we, we we got to a very clear day uh it was one of the highest peaks actually about 1200 um and i just i just stayed longer i was just like no nah, I'm, I'm enjoying this i'm just going to put on an extra layer and stay up here and just enjoy the view so um did that um, actual photography stuff apart from the normal things um, what was I, the, the, the best thing I probably did was so we were staying in this wee place called uh, Norgegud Button Norgegud Button your, Good your, your, your Scandinavians or not Scandinavian, but your Faroese <laughs> is better than mine. So, I think it was Norgegabatten, uh, which is about an hour south of Tromso or Trumso, um, mm-hmm. and ba- there's there's a fjord that comes that looks basically straight down um, with the two mountains on either side, and it just the the, the line of the hills uh, regressed beautifully down down to the horizon, and mm-hmm. I don't know how this is how it worked, but it. Basically, the sun followed the ridge line on the left-hand side the entire way down. I'm talking inch by inch perfect. It didn't dip below the the, the hill, the mountain at all. It just slid as if it was on a, a zip wire the entire way down the left hand side and it set right smack bang in the middle where the two um, kind of hills met in the distance which which was ultimately up towards trim um and we just got a couple of evenings it was a bit gray at the start of the week but then we a couple of evenings it was gorgeous uh, light but it was streaming straight into us which is difficult i prefer mm-hmm. to shoot a landscape where the light is hitting the object not shooting into the sun but i didn't have a choice um did a bit of um how can I describe this uh, crystal maze esque scrambling? Um, okay. <laughs> basically, if you imagine, um, this is the whole episode, by the way. Basically, a catch up between us, so that I, I will ask you in a minute how what you've been up to. I promise. Yeah. yeah okay. um, so, if you imagine a, a, a frozen fjord, a frozen a frozen lake, if you like, if you will, mm-hmm. um, with some rather large sea ice boulders. So sea blocks, I think they're called. I mean, I'm talking probably two or three meters square, huge okay. chunks of ice. Now, I'm pretty confident that although I am a little heavier than I'd like to be, that those ice blocks are heavier than me. So I was thinking if I can stand, if they're standing on the ice at that point, if they're like lying there, I should be OK to stand beside them or on them. So I did a bit of hopping and scrambling uh, and so on and so forth. Unfortunately, it was it was warming up. So, a couple of them cracked and fell off and did end up in, in, in through the ice into the water um, oh, right. but I managed to get because ultimately these these blocks weren 't very attractive they 're not i I did a live uh, Instagram story, what do you call it? A live thing. Well, you were you joined me. That was the. Live story. Yeah, I tried to join in that. We tried. It was (laughs) it worked. It was good fun. I I was trying to show everybody and anybody who saw um, that kind of thing in the in the live feed. I was trying to say it it wasn't very attractive. I needed to be on them or past them to be able to see this lovely um, kind of sunset that was happening behind them. So I managed to shuffle along to the edge of one of them. The guy I was with was. Ready to take a photo of me falling into the the water, um, and then quickly pull me out. But he did he did tell me I will take a photo first. Um, I was like, thanks very much. Um, but yeah, so I managed to perch on the edge of this because I thought that gave me the best attempt at making a composition out of the, making the best of a bad situation. No, it was yeah. it wasn't a bad situation by any stretch of the imagination. I was in the Arctic Circle. I was. In a beautiful sunset, lovely light, um, everything was, was fantastic. But I just wanted to get past this kind of block of ice, these blocks of ice. So did that, got quite a nice shot. It's been posted in the Facebook group. Um, mm-hmm. uh, we might even use it for the, the, the show notes. I don't know. We'll see. Um, so that was something I was quite pleased with. The other thing, obviously, being in the Arctic Circle at that time of year, although it is solar minimum at the minute. Blah, 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 blah. I'll try that again. Mm-hmm. Solar minimum at the minute minimum at the minute solar minimum (laughs) at the minute (laughs) <laughs> um meant that the, like you don't teach english yeah yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> although the um yeah there wasn't a massive amount of lunar and solar activity there was little spikes here and there um happening mm-hmm. with the northern lights and the aurora um so i kind of i kept in touch with alistair hamill who is mm-hmm. uh, has been on the podcast a couple of times very knowledgeable um if anybody hasn't listened to any of his episodes and you've got any interest in the northern lights whatsoever or the milky way or the photographing deep space you need to check that out because he is fantastically knowledgeable uh, with that sort of stuff i was i was talking to him he hooked me up with a couple of guys on twitter who again are very knowledgeable but more specific to the arctic circle alistair's mm-hmm. very uh, clued up on the mid latitudes if that's the correct terminology and he will no doubt correct me if i'm wrong um mm-hmm. but the northern lights basically in the uk and yeah. on the north coast of ireland etc whereas these guys are, are kind of i think one of them actually lives up up near Sweden, sweden somewhere i can't remember the name of it exactly off the top of my head now but uh so he hooked me up with a couple of those guys and we were chatting on twitter about where the aurora was coming and they were sending me pictures of what they could see and i was thinking oh christ i better pull my finger out let's go dragged a couple of the guys uh who were with with my group um, and said that who wants to go, who wants to come along and possibly see them. So four of us went out and we, we took some advice from one of the locals and walked down a path and kind of away from as much of the light as we could because it wasn't a very strong storm. And uh, yeah, we we, we, saw them with a, we saw them with the naked eye kind of passing overhead, a little bit flickery, a little bit shimmery. It wasn't quite as impressive as the last time I was there. But I'm, I very quickly realised that last time I was there, three years ago, was a spectacular storm. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that I was never going to really uh, um, kind of experience perhaps again. Um, so that was really cool, and I got a couple of shots. Very, very difficult. Uh, very. I forgot how difficult. And with mirrorless as well, you're not. If if the screen is black, which it is, obviously, it's an electric, mm-hmm. an electronic viewfinder. If the screen is black, you're not able to focus or compose or do anything really uh, very easily. Whereas at least with a with a um, an optical viewfinder and a DSLR you can still see through the viewfinder you can still pick out lights and mm-hmm. the trees and stuff so that actually was really quite tricky um but it, I got a couple of shots that I was fairly happy with and that, that and that's good uh, I actually ordered some framed prints last night uh, I've ordered 3 Ooh. three of my shots from Norway um I'm not putting them up for competition I'm not going to you know auction them off or anything I'm just having them for yeah. my house because um actually you'd be very proud of this James I think um I listened to another podcast. It's a golf podcast, uh, and they were in, they were uh, they were um, interviewing uh, a very famous golf photographer, uh, David Cannon, mm-hmm. um, this week. And I was listening to it alone, And He was saying they at the very end they sort of said to him, "Can you give us two tips for any amateurs wanting to get involved in any type of photography, specifically golf photography or whatever, um, even if someone's using an iPhone?" And he sort of he, he said he'd already talked about composition and, and exposure, and he was talking a lot about film because he's worked as a golf photographer for thirty five years and at the end of it he said obviously you need to you know make sure there's some usable light composition focus etc cetera, etc cetera. but the other thing is if even if you're using an iPhone is make a book make a book yeah. make a book every year if it's just iPhone snaps I do it every year with cuz he, mm-hmm. he 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 didn't actually say he uses his iPhone but he did say I make a book every year of my family mm-hmm. because you know everyone's going to have taken thousands of photos mm-hmm. and no one's any tangible record of them, so um i i kind of i didn't take inspiration from him because i heard that after i'd ordered the frames but I, I do think it just kind of rings true to everything that you've always talked about as well that um yeah i'm, I'm quite looking forward to seeing three of my favorite shots from the trip printed d- different frames different papers uh, different finishes and i've just i'm going to hang them in my house somewhere and uh, hopefully enjoy looking at them so good there's no, there's no greater,
1: greater feeling. We we have a framed picture of the Northern Lights above Iris's village, above our bed, and every time I walk into the room and see it, yeah. I love it. Just because yeah. it's like a second home, and it has a nice feeling, and you remember that moment. So that's no, good. It's good that you've done that.
0: Definitely. So, um, but uh, yeah, yeah. That's um, in a nutshell. In a ten-minute nutshell. Um. Well. Well done. That's pretty much my trip. <laughs> um yeah, after that I went to Cullen uh, and oh, I actually have a funny story about that, but maybe I'll come back to that okay. in a
1: minute because mm-hmm.
0: uh, that'll be break break, break up before, my Before before you
1: you brief away from from Norway, yes. what gear did you take with you? Uh gear-wise,
0: um well, if you'd listened to the previous episode where we discussed it, you would know, but yeah. just in <laughs> just in case anybody hasn't, um I took my Sony um, a7 III um, so and basically the last time I went to Norway I'll, I'll give you a very quick synopsis of this just in case anybody hasn't heard it, the last yeah. time I went to Norway I took my 5D Mark III I took my Sigma 3514 my 7200 mm-hmm. 2.8 I took the the um, what's the Samyang 14mm uh, 2.8 I took mm-hmm. a 24-70 um, F4 I took a ton of kit, I took my laptop I took a backup hard drive, I took a like, ton of memory cards, I took everything Um, And it was so damn heavy, I could hardly... uh, I actually remember I told the story about getting weighed in the airport and my hand luggage was nearly 18 kilograms or something. (laughs) So this time round, I went with um, Sony A7 III, 28mm lens. um, I don't know what it weighs together, but it it weighs absolutely nothing. Um, Had a wee pouch by Mindshift. Um, yeah. Which has an elasticated kind of system to it where you can pull pull the elastic off quite easily and, and mm-hmm. just weak the camera out, take a quick snap, put it back on your waist it 's basically an old fashioned uh, bum bag or fanny pack, as the Americans may may know it as <laughs> um, so didn 't maybe look very cool but uh, and a bit retro uh but very very lightweight i took a very lightweight tripod which was a problem again with the northern lights because it wasn't the best but it got me some sharp photos yep. so it did did the job and it saved a ton of weight um i was 22 no 21 and a half kilograms going out <laughs> uh, on my on my hold luggage and the limit was 22 um mm-hmm. so that was good and my hand luggage weighed absolutely nothing really i had hardly anything in my hand luggage because i just thought i don't want to have the the hassle of dragging it through the airport. So mm-hmm. didn't take a laptop, uh, didn't take anything else, took sent all that up to Cullen separately um, and edited it afterwards. Um yeah, so just went super lightweight because um it's it's difficult lugging gear up a thousand meters every day. Um yes. so um yeah, that's kind of my my Norway stuff, really.
1: Um cool.
0: Where where have you been, James?
1: Where I've been, so it's been an interesting few weeks. Um before we, well, just after we did the podcast, I was heading up to the Faroe Islands. So I flew up in the Faroe Islands on the 1st of April. I was due to have a whole week to myself, doing my own thing, my own landscape. Seven days by myself. I was so looking forward to it. And then the following week after that, I was due to do my, my workshops. We had four people coming from all over the world to spend a week with me in the Faroe Islands. And... Um, which, again, if you'd listened to the previous landscape episode, I think I've discussed in more detail.
0: You may have mentioned it once or twice, yes.
1: I may have mentioned it twice, but yes, yes, yes. I know I go on about it. I go on about it. <laughs> so it's fine. So the, the the first hurdle we had was um, because we were flying up to the Faroe Islands and we have family up there and Amazon... Most companies don't deliver to the Faroe Islands. You have to have it delivered to Denmark and then shipped over. It's a bit of a nightmare. Pay a fortune on tax. I... Um, I had to take two suitcases up with me, plus my my S-Stop camera bag, which was absolutely chock a block with all nice, gear. Nice plug, I like it. <laughs> nice plug, yes. Uh, something exciting about happening that in the future with uh, S-Stop, uh, which we'll discuss in uh, another podcast. And so we had my my suitcase, which um, which is a, a big uh, mountain equipment like hold all bag, a huge one. It had an S-Stop ICU in it, which had filters and stuff. So they're all nice and secure in that bag all my clothes, walking poles, trainers, clothes, everything. The other suitcase was filled with baby clothes for family couple oh, of family members about no. to have some babies so they right, okay so uh, <laughs> iris has sent them i was a link trying to work to, out uh, how you had
0: two suitcases
1: but yeah. <laughs> yeah iris has sent them a link to like things like next and all these sort of things and <laughs> of course it's all dead cheap to, for them isn't it it's, yeah, it's like oh, yeah. man, it's like half the price so yeah. things like baby monitors all sorts of stuff so the suitcase was absolutely ran so my allowance is 23 kilos um two bags 23 kilos each my bag i was 24 and a half kilos and the second bag was 23.7 kilos so got to Edinburgh Airport and I find a little guy going around who organised everything and says look I know it's not for a couple of hours yet but can you tell me what check and desk Atlantic Airways is going to be and he's like oh check and desk this number went brilliant so I got there first in the queue got my bag weighed, and she looked at it and she goes leans over to the girl and went have you got any heavy stickers so it heavy stickers slapped over that weight put onto it, and just set through. I think because I was the first one in the Oh, so you got weekend. away with it? Got away with it. Didn't have oh, to pay. You jamming, Didn't have to pay jamming. for it. I know, I know. And the annoying thing was, I thought, right, I'm going to offload a suitcase. I'm going to have virtually no weight coming back. No, 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 no. Once again, both bags, at least a kilo, kilo and a half over.
0: Nice. So- <laughs> Did you bring back a load of, like... Fish. Oh, right, okay. I was going to say, like, reindeer <laughs> jumpers or something, because that's what we came
1: back with in Norway no fish <laughs> All right, okay. so we got fish to take down with us and some other bits and bobs so um, yeah so that that took up a lot of weight so having to get the train from where I live to Inverness Inverness down to Edinburgh then I got a taxi over I managed it was just so painful taking these bags and then I had about a two three hour wait before checking because the flight had been delayed and um, all Atlantic Airway flights were delayed. That for the last couple of weeks has been quite strange. Um, met up with a friend of ours, Helen. So we met up. In, oh, that's right. Yeah, you texted me for that. Yeah, sent you a dinner. Uh, so that saw some interesting people at the airport. But we'll discuss that another day. And um, people I did not expect to see, at the airport. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and. Um, Flew it to the Fairs, yeah. So I mean, it was great. The first week was fantastic. Um, so did you not say it was a bit had, rainy? Did you, or is that just normal? We had snow. Oh, yeah, snow, no, that's no, right. Snow. Snow. Yeah, yeah, no, quite the opposite actually. So we had snow for the first couple of days. Um, great top level snow. You know, you can drive. Everyone. I hired a big four by four winter tires. They've got spikes in these tires, so you can drive yeah. almost anywhere. Um, so the second, so that was on the Monday. I flew up on the Tuesday. I went out and um, went up to my favorite, one of my favorite locations, Søndreøl, which is the where the big radar station is and uh, it was um snow all the way up to the top really really windy at the top so i came down about halfway and i found this kind of this great composition where you've got these two high mountains and then there's a gap in the middle so it kind of bowls like half circle in the middle and then there's another mountain really far back and there's just this beam of light hitting that mountain so i pulled over there got all the gear out um started taking snapshots and I looked to my right now. I have to remember, I'm halfway up a mountain. There's this road. There's these two ladies walking up the road, which what? is not something you really see, right? So, like, yeah, it's pretty crazy. Like fully equipped or just out for a yeah, stroll? Yeah, yeah. All right, no, yeah. no, they're fully equipped. They've got camera equipment. So, it looks okay. So, they came up. So There's two French ladies who were there from another company. They were sourcing out locations for doing um, a photo shoot there for a clothing company, an Icelandic clothing company. So I gave them my list of great locations of where to go. And they had a van, a nine-seater van, but they, they were too scared to bring it too far up. So they were up there. So anyway, spoke to them for 20 minutes. They carried on walking. And I thought, right, I'm going to change lens. So picture this. I'm on the road, single track road. Uh, yeah, I remember the snow, yeah. I'm, I'm away from any heavy winds because it's been, you know, I'm too low down and behind a, a big a hill. Camera set up a tripod, I've got my D810, I've got the 16 to 35mm lens on, which I've hired for the trip. I've oh, got my newly yeah, right. new filters, newly filters. So polarizer, newly filter holder, um, 0. 0.6 grad on there. And I thought, oh, I need to get, I, can't, I was going to go and change my lens or something to the 24-70. Um, to 70, And I literally turned around, walked three steps to my bag, Got my bag and all of a sudden this gust of wind came out of nowhere, knocked me over. Right. Knocked you out over. Nowhere, knocked me over. That's, that's some feat, by down. the way. That's
0: that's an impressive yeah, feat. I, this doesn't come over <laughs> in a podcast very well, but that is that is
1: sucky.
0: Not only, I was not only off is James balance, Heavier than the average bear, but you're quite sturdy and you're, you're not a beanpole, are you, James?
1: I was I was off my balance, okay. <laughs> so I was leaning down to get my lens and it, it kinda of knocked me over. And as I fell to the ground. I turned around. All I saw was my tripod tipping over. Is this
0: one of these like slow motion
1: moments where you just see it happening and you can't quite... you see it. And too far away to grab it. It's it's just falling over. And all I picture is the tripod moving and I can just in my head visually see where it's going to land and a big rock sticking Mm. out. So I sat and watched it, leaned over. I said, F-U-C-K... Lots of Let times. Up. Yeah. yes. Ran over to it. Luckily, it had gone at a different angle. So the lens, and sorry if anyone from Lens for Hire is listening to this, I didn't tell you this happened, but the lens... <laughs> when, you, when you returned it in good condition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The lens and the filters were fine. Absolutely fine. But the eyepiece, the section of the eyepiece in the D810, it had come off. Yeah. The hot shoe for the flash and the corner is all smashed in all smashed in and mm. i'm just like oh i did put pictures up on our Instagram there is there's a I photo
0: somewhere it. of it because i've seen it and it's it, james james <laughs> isn't really doing it the damage justice here it's completely yeah. f-u-c-k'd Buggy. yeah it really is yeah
1: <laughs> it still works, it still what's, works. The, so, what's the
0: what's f- the fuvar pretty much almost um would explain it better actually
1: yeah, probably. So, if you if you watch, if you're on YouTube and you watch my episode, I think three, it is from the Faroe Islands. First day, I talk about that because it happens during I'm filming for that. So it happened just after that. So, I mean, what can you do? Lucky enough, I had a a, a second body with me, so I had a backup body. With Always me, be Justin prepared. King, so that was good it, professional which I almost didn't. I almost didn't take it. So that happened. So. Um, you know what can you do? There's nothing I do about it. It happened. You know I'm lucky that, that a lot of, like this sort of thing doesn't happen when I'm out and about. So never mind. I would I would have been. I'm glad the lens and the filters weren't broken. Um, although it would probably be cheaper to replace them than it will be to replace the camera. So it might be repairable. It might not be. It might. But you be, were you were but you, it was on your plan for this year to upgrade your kit. Anyway, was it not? It was, yeah. So it,
0: it has kind of come in handy. But can so, you can you use your insurance to then get get, get are we helping hand in the
1: My issue is with using insurance companies is it then puts your premiums up.
0: Yeah, and it's to be fair, if you were if you having... were to claim if you were to claim for every single bump and knock that you have on your camera equipment, you um, you'd almost be uninsurable probably.
1: I think so. Um, I think so. Um so I don't I don't know if it's worth it, you know? Um We'll see. I'm debating about it. I'm gonna send it back to Nikon and see how much it's gonna to cost to get fixed. And if it's gonna be like eight, nine hundred pound, then it's no point. There's no point. You know, you can pick up a D D850 for about three, three and a half thousand pound at the moment. So really, is it that much? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, the yeah. five the five D
0: Mark Four, which is the equivalent of the D850, is seventeen hundred.
1: Mm-mm, Nikon D850. Well, Hut has it for two thousand one hundred sixty. I,
0: I, w- I was going to say I wouldn't have thought it was three and a half. Still, is it not brand new? It was probably about that.
1: Well, let me just let me just check with our local warehouse express website.
0: Well, they will be expensive because they're
1: usually they're brand new. And- you know what? They have. They are two thousand eight hundred and forty-nine. Yeah, yeah they, brand new. They- brand new though. I, brand new. Yeah. I almost bought I almost bought one of these a week and a half ago, and it was £3,249, and it's now dropped down to £2,849. There you go. So um, I'm just going to re-leave so you, that lens. So when you
0: talk to your accountant, you've just saved
1: £400? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Speak to the bank. So... Yeah. Um, and, we- yeah, and so wet and that- wet
0: wax is more expensive usually as well so they are there yeah but they've got good customer care there, they do you know they do they do, they do. right I- so I did you actually things. take any photos on your trip to fairs
1: so you- i did i did i got some cracking shots so that was that was the first day the next day i i was doing some work so i had some work to do at night and um the i'm trying to remember which day it was later on so the next day i went i found this location that i've been wanting to go up to for a while called clacker um, mountain which is in the north village of klaxvik the, the second biggest city in the pharaohs if you can call it a city um this mountain called clacker so from the top of there you look straight across this other mountain you've got this body of sea that flips right around it like horseshoes right round it incredible viewpoint so again i think i put a picture of that up in the group and up on instagram stories at the time but I will upload another one. I might even use this one as a show notes if it's better than yours. Mm, we indeed need to have some... <laughs> I wish we should have some
0: sort of poll in the group to see who gets... No, I actually don't, because I don't really want to lose. I'll probably lose. <laughs> <laughs> no, you never know. I don't no, want to. Never, I don't think I can take it. Know. I can handle a defeat.
1: <laughs> well, let's do that. Let's do that. We'll do that. Okay, we'll do a 24-hour poll on the, uh, on the Facebook group. And the winner gets to use this image. So... Um, that was amazing it was a great walk and went exploring a lot so a lot of the week was spent kind of just exploring some new locations and um, iris's brother and his um, girlfriend we did a bump shoot so they took me to a couple of locations i'd never been to before and that was that cool. was incredible and um, so it was really good and then on the thursday it was, i'm sure it was thursday dave rolled into one on the thursday I was doing some work and I've got these um I can never pronounce them properly but Lacia Lacia the hard drives. Yeah, another one L L A yeah,
0: no yeah. C yeah, no yeah. I E. Yeah, mean. Yeah.
1: So I've got one of their rugged boot um hard drives. Now these hard drives have been amazing. I've been using them for about four or five years. Absolutely phenomenal. Won't start up oh it won't load and it's got everything it's got the most recent wedding on it which was backed up but it was at home it had loads of photo shoots that I had to work on it's got all my landscapes all the podcasts now it is backed up but it was backed up back in Scotland so you're a disaster you really are absolute freaking out so I had to then after a while if you leave it connected it was coming up so I could take stuff off it but I couldn't it couldn't read it couldn't write it could read but it couldn't write so I couldn't put anything new onto it so to shoot down to the local technology shop in, in Torshan and pick up a, a a four terabyte hard drive, it cost me about 180 quid oh for God. this hard drive. I just, oh yeah. no,
0: I just ordered a six gig one for like 80 quid. From I know, it's
1: insane. Like, so it was Western Digital and 180 it quid for four terabytes. So I was like, sod it, got it ran back and then spent about nine hours having to unload everything onto that so i could carry on working i've now taken it home reformatted it it seems to be working fine i'm oh, that's now going to use it as a backup so that's that's okay um so that had me stressing out and then had a couple of other photo shoots and then the first client arrived friday so we had rudy came from belgium he arrived friday so i picked him up um Made an absolute tit myself at the airport because I'm, I saw someone that I knew and I went up to hug her and this lady just looked absolutely scared. This random Scottish person like running up to her to hug her. Turns out it was her twin sister. Uh,
0: that's not really your fault. That's, that's <laughs> so I made
1: I made an absolute ass myself at the airport. Missed my client because this was happening. Um, so I picked up Rudy, took him to get his hire car, took him to take the accommodation they're staying. The next day I picked up George, he'd come from um, from America. Nice. He'd come from uh, De- um, Detroit in America, so that was um, pretty cool. Um, and then those guys had a couple of days of exploring while the other two people, Matisse and um, Adele, arrived on Monday. So that was it. So I had a week of just exploring new landscapes. Um, a lot of changes have been happening in the Faroes, so a lot of land that you've been okay to access, you now have to have permission. Hmm. And oh, you if that. you're a commercial business, you now have to pay. You have to pay a premium if you're a commercial business. So places like uh which is the lake above the ocean, they were charging 450 krona, which is like £56 I was gonna per, say, person was by
0: 10, per
1: person. Per person. Per person. To access this land. So basically this is what we were hearing was we freaking out, you know, that it was about two other locations like this so um i took a walk up to them i spoke to the guys and they're like no 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 it's like 450 krona if you're going with a guide and what we're doing is we're recommending people who are visiting for the first time to go on a guide it's incredibly dangerous it's just in, imagine the white cliffs of dover standing at the top of the white cliffs of dover and it's ready to crumble below you in fact there was a big piece of it crumbled just a couple of months ago it's a huge part of the, the cliff just just sheared off. So there's lots of accidents happening they're disrupting the sheep that are around that area and they're also um disrupting a lot of the bird life so there's only certain areas you can walk and i'm gonna say and i'm sorry if i offend anyone i don't particularly care but you have these instagram photographers who have absolutely no regard whatsoever for the landscape for the people the surroundings and they're making a total mess of it so they're having to charge they're having to basically guide people and watch them but if you've been to the location before, you can pay 150 krona, and they have, but you can only do it when there's a guard on. So they're actually putting someone down by this cliff and um, I'll put a picture of the cliff in the show notes so you can get an idea of just the scale of it. This guard is there certain hours watching these people and mm. you can only go when these people. So they've been turning up, like people have been turning up Like, and the guy was like, yeah, it's majority of the Americans are outright refusing to pay and they're trying to get, back like they're they're, they're driving around to another location jumping over a fence and going a different way yeah so no just no regard for for the safety for the respect nothing and um, they're refusing to pay the money you know and they were only charging 150 crore because it was the first week of doing it so So all of your other
0: work workshops though that you've got there are going to have to factor that in aren't you
1: yeah, I have to. Well, that's just one of them. So I, but I went up and I spoke to the guy, and he's like, "Yeah," he says, "This is the price that we're charging commercial companies who are running workshops to come in." Um, so if you're a company running a photography workshop, come to this location. You have to have a guide with you, okay, for insurance purposes, all that sort of stuff. Unless they're treating you like a local. <clears throat> Nice. which they are. Nice. I got I got us I got a special price. So, um because I've been there plenty of times and they knew who I was, they um we negotiated a price per trip, so rather than per visit, I'm getting one per trip. Yeah. Um and I don't need a guide, so I can go 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. I just rock up on the Monday. We're here for a week, here's some cash. So Doesn't that doesn't really sound good.
0: at all dodgy, by the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what? It's all all invoiced, all legit. You know they, they're they're really good that way. Everything is invoice, receipts, that sort of stuff. So then we had that with that location. The second location is a place called Saxon, which is a very famous location. And um, you've seen the the advert for Specsavers where it's in black and white and got the old guy shearing the sheep, and then all of a sudden he takes a collie and shears a collie by mistakes.
0: Oh, um, I, maybe I, is that. No, you haven't. No, you haven't. No, I'm you, lying. You, it's but... just a minute. You haven't. You haven't.
1: Anyway, that was all filmed in Saxon. So. Yeah, okay that that farmer is getting really pissed off I mean he was shooting down drones oh time. yeah That's, I remember the one you said his yeah, sheet sheep yeah.
0: were jumping off cliffs because they were scared of the yeah. drones yeah.
1: so all these sort of things have been happening so um, I rocked up he's put fences all around his land um, and he's getting really annoyed with it so I met with him as well and I explained to him who I was, who my connections were, all this sort of stuff, and he gave me permission to access his land. I'm the only foreign photographer nice. that is allowed to access his land, which was quite amusing because there was another workshop um, that had a connection with me previous the previous year. I know who I, I know. I know
0: who you're talking about. Yes
1: and they were there and we were on the land they all came onto the land and i spoke to them i says look i'm not being a dick here but just to let you know i paid to be here we paid the farmer to be here on this land and um, you know you're not allowed on here so they all like, oh, right okay okay so they had to get all their people off the land because you know you weren't. should
0: have said i paid and you didn't pay me but you know whatever well
1: exactly they should have paid me you know yeah and it was quite funny, and I felt really horrible about doing this, but there's this church and there's this amazing viewpoint that's past the church that looks down to this big kind of bowl of water. And again, you have to access this land. So we went down there to go down there, but the, the guys from this workshop, they were photographing the church and the land. So we waited until they were finished and then we walked onto the land because if not, we would have been in the composition. I didn't want to be that much of a dick. So um, well. we walked on the land right to the edge, phenomenal composition. But it also felt really horrible, the fact that we were able to walk there and they weren't. So um, as far as I know, they're not, again, they're not letting any other foreign um, photographers. He actually put a big lorry trailer up (laughs) and spray painted on it. Um, Tourists go home. This is not Disneyland. Jesus, they sound (laughs) like lovely people up there he was a really nice guy actually I heard lots of mixed reviews but he was a really really nice guy so we did that and then the last location which was up in Kelsoy it's the same you have to access the land farmer's land and I spoke to him and arranged a price for going up there and again you know this is the mutual respect said workshop company also were there the same day, even though they weren't meant to be. Um, we had arranged that we would go to this location. But well, they were basically days, just so...
0: following your thing from the last time, weren't they? So
1: I, I think so, yeah. But we, I bumped into them and I said to them, "Look, I'm going up to up to Kelsoy on on the Friday," and they were like, "That's fine. We're going up on the Thursday." And we rocked up there, and they were all there. So I was a bit annoyed at that, um, just because I, I wanted my people to be there. I didn't want there to be another big group of people there. So. You know, everyone's getting everyone's way. But it was amazing. We had an amazing sun sunset. So we had a week of fantastic weather. It was That's cold good. and no rain, which was wow. crazy, which That's unfortunately unusual. meant that all the... Um, all oh the, the waterfalls were waterfalls quite, weren't
0: quite as uh,
1: empty. Yeah, empty, yeah. completely empty. I mean false waterfall was a trickle, and that's the biggest waterfall in the in the pharaohs, uh. you know, and it was busy. But the last day we got some stormy weather, so we went down to um Waterfall in Guasadala and, and got fantastic stormy shots on the very, very last day. So oh, that's good. very but you know what, they were really happy, um, really happy. What was nice when the comments I got back from them... Because I'm there to do a job. I'm there to lead them, guide them. I'm not there to take pictures. And what, what they, they said was really nice was they'd gone to a workshop... And the workshop leader was not taking pictures. Yeah. They say they go to so many workshops... And they're worried to, to disrupt the workshop leader... Because they're taking pictures. Yeah. So they said it was the first workshop they'd been on... That I wasn't taking pictures. And I said to them, look, if I see an epic view... I'll whip the camera out, spend five minutes taking the pictures, and that's it, and, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, Exactly. Or I'll do some behind-the-scenes photographs and stuff, but as far as I'm concerned, they're paying me to be there. So that was a really nice comment that I got from them. It's, it's quite really, interesting really you say that, actually. That.
0: Um, my, my dad, I got, I got myself, my brother and my sister, got my dad a um, present for Father's Day last year, um, and it was a workshop with Alistair Hamill again, sec- okay. second mention yep. of Alistair but never mind um, and just, nice just, just, the way, just the way things have worked out it, it took place last, last weekend or a couple of weekends ago mm-hmm. and um, my dad said Alistair kind of had his camera there and he would take uh, take a lot of pictures, take a lot of just photos with snap, snap on the back of his camera, and show them. Look, this is this is what it could look like, and and stuff like that. But he didn't really take. You know, he was there. I think there was four of them there, three, maybe even three actually yeah. uh, there. And it was very much like one to one to one sort of not not. I'm going to go and take my photo, and you guys can just do do deal with it yourself type thing. So yeah, yeah. It seems weird that you know you wouldn't oh, i don't know yeah but it's, it's like, it's yeah, like a w- it w- we had a guide we had a guide in, in norway for the full week and his job was to navigate us from the bottom to the top and then back down to the bottom again without killing ourselves which actually mm-hmm. i didn't really say this earlier on but it was we had four different occasions when locals one on twitter actually tweeted me on, and said please be very careful in that area there's been a lot of avalanches this season uh, one lady on a bus stopped us and said you're about the same age as my son are you going skiing and we were like, well, we've got skis with us, and and she <laughs> she said, please be very careful. I haven't skied this year because of the avalanche risk. And one time, a farmer ran out of his house in the morning, screaming, "No, no, no! Suicide! No suicide! No, no, no!" P- po- pointing up the hill, going, "No, no, no!" We were like, "Oh, right. So you don't think we should go there then?" He said, "No." So, he, but then he he said, "So yeah, guides are are fantastic and should just be doing their job, and that's what what we uh what we had as well." But it's 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 unusual to yeah. hear that people just not really doing their job I suppose yeah um,
1: I believe that happens a lot from from the last few workshops that I've done a, a people have commented on that and they said that they've been to workshops before and the person they're paying to show them around is getting the camera up and getting the shots as well which I understand you kind of want to take some shots to show some people but for me these people know what they're doing I'm there for advice and help of course if they're having issues or want advice and composition well and for me it's like here's a spot it's absolutely epic this is how I'd maybe photographic photographic Photographic.
0: photographic. It, yeah. yeah it depends are you are you doing a workshop to teach or a workshop to guide ah, to well, guide see, exactly. because if you're exactly. teaching so you is... really should be, if you're just guiding you know i mean i mean we i see. mean um john skied oh. skied down you know with, with yeah. us it's not like john you know, well he's not going to run exactly but you know so <laughs> yeah you know you're if you're just guiding um
1: yes. you know i, I could i it's not, uh, word it as an adventure so the idea is yes i'm there to kind of show you these landscapes to show you these places to take you to places you would never even think about going um but i'm also a landscape photographer as well so but i'm not there to teach it's never advertised no to teach no, no, nor but sh- i nor am sh- you're right. yeah it's it's not really for beginner photographers you know unless you are wanting to really go out there and learn and landscape but i am there for advice So if someone is relatively new to it they have lots of questions of course ask away what i really liked was someone one of the persons of course had quite a few questions and everyone gave their input all oh, right okay so it's it, a group, a was group discussion really nice. not just a it, yeah exactly exactly you know and you had like one guy like rudy he was oh he was really good clued, clued up actually you just remind me he had an arkus um tripod head which i just fell in love with um I need to find it, I'll find it later on, because this thing was just insane, and apparently it's like 1,600 euros. Jesus, James, uh,
0: (laughs) I don't think you need a... After your nonsensical bull stuff with with the carbon fibre Lee filter holder thing, I think you should just uh, cam your jets on anything that's carbon (laughs)
1: fibre. I know, it's not carbon fibre, but it's
0: plastic. Bloody needs to be carbon fibre
1: for 1,600 quid. I know. I need to find this. Give me two seconds. This thing is a thing of beauty. Um, is it the Cube C one flip lock? That's the clip? one of the geekiest things I
0: think we've said on this podcast, is, and this is a podcast where we talk about photography for an hour. And it is the that,
1: Arca, Arca Swiss Cube C one flip lock. I'm going to send you a link to this because this right. is so just for
0: for single. for anyone who's still listening um, at this stage. Um, <laughs> <laughs> since since this is a podcast and links don't tend to work that well, the yeah. um, the Arca Swiss plates are just the way that the camera connects to the tripod, correct? Yes. And then the the tripod head, I'm guessing, well, is well, no, 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 Arca Swiss, yeah, yeah, but Arca Swiss system, is, is it?
1: Yeah, they, they actually make an an they make tripod heads. Well, they make some phenomenal tripod heads. Actually, one thousand four hundred twenty six euros. No, that's
0: fine. That's a, that's just a, a day's a day in the life for James Kelly. That's not a. <laughs> I
1: wish saw a few more prints for that, you know. So, um, yeah. Anyway, let's, maybe let's, maybe get let's... your
0: camera fixed first, and then uh, yes, and then maybe that, that, see if that's. I think so.
1: Um... <laughs> new cameras. Yeah, new cameras. But that was pretty cool but yeah no the the whole trip was fantastic i think they all loved it i saw some of those shots absolutely phenomenal discovered a new location we actually were driving north and there's a section where you go through a single tunnel and then you come out the tunnel there's a wee bit of a bend around a hill and and then through another tunnel Mm -hmm. and we stopped because up up high you could see the the waterfalls were that were flowing at this point were being blown upwards so you've seen them in the orkney up, so they had that so we stopped there and then i climbed um i climbed a little waterfall that led up into this valley and found another two incredible waterfalls now they weren't flowing strong but they're flowing enough that they looked amazing and and no one would think to stop there there was a path that took you up the mountain but took you away from the waterfalls so i can imagine that these places were very very rarely if if have been photographed
0: excellent
1: um so I was quite unless it'd been done by local um but I was I was just over the moon so they were there for about an hour and a half almost two hours just photographing these amazing waterfalls so that was really cool but yeah very very happy um big shout out to our rental company Farris who looked after myself and my clients and um, they really looked after after us um, and the guy um Simon, who was running it was absolutely phenomenal so happy. Good, good, Pick good, up good. them. If you're going to the Faroe Islands, book with faris.fo. I'll put a link in the show notes if I remember to. So, so that's it. But yes, I got some photographs. I got some. I haven't had a chance to look at them or edit them, but I've got some some cracker photographs that I'm really happy with. Um, and it was just nice to have some days just to explore and then spend a week with these people and just seeing how they take photographs. And what's really nice as well is almost everyone who's been on a workshop with me. You know the ones that are not from from aberdeen there's only one that's been from aberdeen <laughs> the rest of them all want to come to scotland oh nice and they want to spend a week in scotland and showing around but they also want they all want to return back to the Faroe islands and do a more ad- advanced kind of adventure so basically rather than going to four or five different locations in one day we're going to go to one location you know and spend a whole day there that sort of thing so they want to go to certain locations spend a lot more time south as well nice. so that's something where I nice. specialize in the south um so we're going to spend a lot of time doing that so I'm I'm putting that together potentially for next year or 2021 We're doing like a week in Scotland and then either 7 to 10 days advanced in the faroe islands Fantastic. so I'm excited for that sounds good so it should be good so that's about it um any other anything else for yourself
0: not 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 really no i mean you've covered say how do we Story of stup- stupidness, if you like. Um, after after I came back from just to try and balance off with your daft stories about breaking things. <laughs> I had <laughs> I, when before I went to Norway, I'd packed for a week uh, in Norway. So I took a ski bag with all my stuff mm-hmm. in it. So a hundred and ninety-two, basically two metre long bag with my skis and everything in it, and then a rucksack, and that was it. And then I'd sent with my girlfriend up to Cullen. She collected me in Aberdeen and, and we drove straight up to Cullen and spent a week with uh, with her folks just chilling out and actually putting back on all the weight that I'd lost the week before, um, doing all the climbing up hills and just just had a nice time. But I'd, I'd, I'd packed bags for that as well, obviously. So I'd packed you know, clothes and different things and put my laptop in a bag with uh, my filters. I put my Canon uh, 16-35mm to lens um, and and because it takes my filters takes my leaf filter holder and everything and i, I took my 10 stop and the whole big thing and i was thinking excellent i'll have a full week to go and do some maybe some nice beaten nice beach scapes on uh mm-hmm. at cullen beach you've also got a uh, bullfiddled rock is just literally two two miles around the corner um, and then on the other side is sunnyside and the other castle that i know can't remember the name of and you're about to tell me Finn, Finn- Finn- finnletta castle, and all, castle. All, all the way around there is fantastic brilliant yep got to unpacking one day when i thought i'll go and take a couple of shots here just just basically just something to do for half an hour what's mm-hmm. the one thing you think i forgot bearing in mind that i have a sony camera and i'm trying to put canon lenses on the sony camera your adapter didn't bring the adapter you take absolutely raging so any photos i did take i either had to be with the sony a 28 mil lens which is a great wee lens but it's not very versatile i took it with me for weight saving and i considered trying to like hold Uh, kenny was texting me about elastic bands etc trying to hold a filter in in front of the thing and stuff i was just oh god this Mm -hmm. is a disaster so yeah we lesson learned there if you're gonna i mean no that wasn't a photography trip that was a spending time with you know family and girlfriend family and stuff to to balance the fact that i was in norway the week before Mm -hmm. however uh, yeah, a bit annoyed about that one. So um yeah, next time make sure you take the uh, the all of the appropriate equipment with you, not just the bits you think you might need. And forgetting the bits yeah. that you really do need. Um,
1: <laughs> it's always a way there's something I forgot, but I can't remember what it was. Nah, no, it's gonna my head. I remember there was something I took I didn't take with me to the fairs, but I can't I can't remember what it was, so um, couldn't be that
0: important.
1: What we, what, my- what we could do
0: because mm-hmm. james and i are actually going to try and do a doubler tonight we're going to try and record a wedding one as well um not not to not to ruin the romance or the magic of the podcasting world but uh both of us are quite busy and i think we're going to try and uh do we're, we're what we're going to do is we're trying to keep this to under about an hour is that about right You've, you're happy with that yeah. still sounds good yeah, um, yeah. So 14, but we, 14 and a half, 13 and a half minutes. but we have got um our resident question master has has posted <laughs> has posted a couple of more questions. Actually Oh
1: oh oh no 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 no, oh, no 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 before we get to questions there's something there's something we have to discuss. Oh. There's something we have to discuss. What happened to me during the workshop? Oh god. What happened to me during the workshop? Oh. Come on, Ross.
0: James got recognized. I got Screaming recognized. Screaming teenage girls have come up to James <laughs> in the middle of the Faroe Islands asking for his autograph oh my god absolutely. oh my god you're james kelly from the podcast oh my god absolutely
1: brilliant i can't wait to tell you i almost called you at two pound 50 a minute there and then to tell you that i got recognized <laughs> so we were i, I might not um, i might not say anything for the next 30 seconds <laughs> that's okay we were now I can't remember if it was the last no it's the, um, the first day um we were down at mula Fossa waterfall um being Guasadella taking pictures of us on the Monday. And, oh, I just, right yeah, I just dropped my phone. Sorry, yep. I was making sure it's it was okay. off. Oh, yeah, not, not, sure.
0: to, not to interrupt you, really
1: good story. But. <laughs> it's all right, mine's on. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this, I saw this gentleman walking down uh, towards us, and he was taking some pictures and then walking down towards us. And I, and as always, I'm very friendly to other photographers. I always say hello. I said hello, and he said hello back in, a, in, a, in, a, in an English accent. So okay, he's British, and he, he came up to me. Goes, excuse me. Oh my me, but, God, are you James Kelly? Are you, are you James Kelly? And I, and I looked at him really weird. Yeah. And then the 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 two guys who were with me from the workshop, they kind of looked at me as well. He's like, yeah. yeah. He says, um, I I listen to photographers crack podcast. <laughs> I was just like, I couldn't believe it. So um, I want to say a massive uh, big shout out to Ben Daniels who made my head very big with my ego by recognizing me and, and he's and also been searching the Faroe Islands and something's popped up. But he looks like a little
0: but it's, it's just annoying it was you not you, but um, <laughs> know, let's face know. it a you little know, it's of it's
1: little bit of it was cool. So we got a chance to hear him, and he came and took some photographs with us. So if you if you're on our Facebook group, yeah, he posted, didn't he? And he, he put his photos up, yeah. there, didn't he? Which is pretty cool. Definitely. So the fourteenth of um, the fourteenth of April, he put some some photographs yeah. up. So uh, from the Fairlands. So yes, yeah, so it was it was just really nice just, just nah, to it's hear brilliant. that. You it's know? absolutely and, yeah. brilliant. Yeah, not jealous at all. Yeah, definitely. No, I might no, just no. make so I might just cute. make a story up that some farmer
0: in uh, in, in Norway <laughs> recognized me.
1: Yeah, exactly. Sign
0: my autograph. Take my own. autograph. <laughs> <laughs> autograph my reindeer hide
1: yeah i know i know i know so uh, that was the only thing ben didn't do is ask my autograph that would have just you know no, i'm really so made
0: my glad he didn't <laughs> i would not you know i don't have a laptop screen big enough to see your head if that had happened
1: <laughs> but it's so cool i mean it's just a, just you know i mean yeah, I our podcast is good you know but the fact that i'm in the pharaohs so yes yeah, he's also been researching the pharaohs or so ben please tell us how you because i never actually asked you but on the facebook group how did you find the podcast you know i think you've been searching for for um the Faroe Islands and you've come across it so probably the best way so yes anyway that's it that. thank you very much again Ben we have some questions
0: uh, yes uh, I say Darren has been yeah. on the group uh, and adding to so we've got quite a mix now which is really good we've got we've got a couple of questions for a wedding episode which we're going to do mm-hmm. um, soon um, mm-hmm. and then there's a couple of ones been added to the landscape ones so yes, we're going to obviously go with the landscape ones um,
1: we should 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 say that this is a document that we have on our yes. Facebook group under the Photographer's Crack, there'll be a link in the show notes um, or go to our website photographerscrack.com or even go to our Facebook page Photographer's Crack and you'll see a link to the, the group, join it and if you have questions please please ask and I might sneeze while you're talking it's fine no <laughs> oh wow that's, Excuse me. that's
0: quite an animated sneeze i don't know if you heard that but it was quite loud right anyway so darren has asked two questions um in, in landscape themed ones anyway um and we're gonna go with one first of all about a bucket shot i watched peter mckinnon is peter mckinnon that guy that that does random videos with with cups of coffee
1: you you just asked me like an hour ago I never heard of peter McKinnon. who's peter mckinnon
0: i googled oh, i googled and was like who the hell's peter mckinnon and, and james nearly like lost his <laughs> lost his marbles he was oh my god you don't know who peter mckinnon is I, and the first I thing like that comes I, up says how to make coffee with peter mckinnon i'm like wow that's a great guy to watch but
1: the kind of casey nice that of of the kind of right. landscape video to he, he's a videographer and a photographer and a magician uh, and I, I like his videos i love his energy and i think he's he's really good at what he does um so cool yeah. no I, I was i was completely being facetious But the bucket shot i do know that a certain quite high profile vlogger recently um made some comments about his bucket shot that he spent a lot of time trying to get and took a video crew with him to get this video taken while he's doing this bucket shot and i like the video if you go into peter McK- I'll, I'll link it in the show notes but to the video it's really good but sorry ask the question
0: I watched Peter McKinnon's bucket shot on YouTube recently, Watch Your Ultimate Bucket Shot. I'm guessing this is like a bucket list, like your ultimate play, ultimate photograph you want to take, is that correct?
1: Yeah, a photograph a location that you really really want to take that's, that's high on the list. Have you got one?
0: Um well, you see you've said location. I I have I have two answers to this really. Okay, um go for it. my location you already know because it's in my top 10 list or it's in my top th- remember the episode we did on top 3s. Um and yeah, I can't remember my, my top, I want to shoot down from the top of the Devil's Staircase with uh, a bouquet of more on the left, the three sisters oh, just yeah, behind yeah. to the right with the road running in like a sweeping S shape down through yes. Etiv Moor. And you've got the, um, oh my word, what's the hotel called? The one that's just been reopened on the right hand side. Oh, that's terrible. The Kings. The Kings, the Kings Hotel, thank you. Yeah. On the right-hand side, just below you, and, and I want that shot, but I want it at a specific time of year that actually, to be honest, in my defence, hasn't really been possible this year because of the severe lack of snow in Scotland. Yeah. So yeah. I can't, although admittedly, I didn't really try to go up and have a look, but I knew there was no snow there. Um, mm-hmm. That's my ultimate landscape bucket shot, I suppose. Um, can I deviate completely? Of course you can. I have recently applied for... Accreditation mm-hmm. to photograph the British Open mm-hmm. which is in Port rush this year um, okay. which is right beside where my folks still live and I'm hoping to get said accreditation because there's one golfer I have not got any frames of I've not got any images of whatsoever because he was not um, playing very well and it wasn't he was wasn't very well mentally either he had a lot of problems and that was a certain tiger woods um Ooh. and I don't have any photos of tiger whatsoever as uh, i have a photograph pretty much every other golfer through the Ryder cup and scottish opens and, and lots of different other things but i don't have anything of tiger so my ultimate bucket shot on a non-landscape um, thing would be getting some images of tiger playing um and if i get a chance to do that that'd be pretty cool um, if not then i'll just have to try and i don't know i'm not going to start working as a sports photographer again um but so this might be my last kind of chance to try and get some frames of them but um that would be that would be really pretty that'd be pretty special for that'd me be cool. um so uh yeah never mind so anyway yeah where's where yours is yours probably is a location i'm guessing for a landscape location it is. But please it please is share location.
1: and well i i got one a few years ago which was um which i mentioned this will be the third time Mullafusso wasn't falling. Glass from the seabed. This the, the sun setting just to the left. There's only certain times a year you can do it. The weather was great. Got that shot. So happy. The other one I'm working on right now is a place called Loch Ngar, up here in the northeast of Scotland, just outside Ballater. Um, oh yeah. And you you go into it and it's all like you know you you bump to Prince Charles and Camilla. Yeah. And they're often yeah. roaming around there that sort of thing. I stayed in uh, uh, Cregan Craig and Darks there, isn't it? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, I stayed yeah there, that's right. Nice. Um so there's a huge big lock there called loch there and you can walk around to Loch Nagar. and I've been up to Loch Nagar four times I think in my life up to the actual summit and every time it's been fog uh, I've never seen the loch below just... it's a shame but if you go down onto the land in front of it you need a good map and directions to get out there and the first week in April the sun sorry my am, am I boring you? Oh no
0: can you still see me? I it's can electronic. see you no. it's alright we've still got another hour of <laughs> yeah. a wedding one to do so it's
1: fine So the sun rises and at a certain first week in April, it rises up in the right, in the the best position that it completely fills the bowl with light. Nice. And I've been after this shot for the best part of six years. And it's a photograph that Colin Pryor took. Right. Who's kind of my idol photographer. Yeah. um, Total fanboy with him. Met him twice, got a signature, stopped <laughs> him. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got this shop, the beautiful purple skies, sunrise, the bowls filled with filled with beautiful kind of orange light. And I really I don't wanna get that shop, but I really one, want one to get like my it. own shop yeah. in that location. So so I've in the last six years I think I've been there about four or five times to try and get it and I missed because I was in the fairs this year. So and there was snow at the time that I was there, a so uh... That so yeah. you've got to have it in snow it looks best in snow so that's kind of my bucket shot that's my main bucket shot i would say yeah that, that um, seems seems to be a reasonable a reasonable, I can't a reasonable think shot of out. anywhere else to be honest um at the moment i think that's my main one so yeah that's that's it excellent excellent yep um i'm quite keen to know other people's bucket shots yeah i was gonna say if Facebook, you could get a- yeah, get a thread going. What's your bucket shop? Tell us where it is, or if you've managed to achieve your bucket shop, fact, please. Please share. You know what I'm
0: going to do? It. I'm going to start it right now.
1: Whoop, whoop. We there are we discussing That's it. our bucket
0: uh-huh. shop. This will just be a bit annoying because it'll tap, 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 tap. Why don't you read tap, out? Tap, tap. Um, why don't you read out um, Darren's other question while I type in this?
1: What was his other question? Oh, manufacturing. Yeah, because okay. so we've got a bit Darren, of we've got a bit tangled
0: question. up with the de- definition of that. I think.
1: Yeah. So he asked, do you ever manufacture your view? Example, adding foreground interest where there is none, but the background feature is perfect. I've done this before. I don't advertise I've done it, but I'll share the detail if talking about the image. So I, you assumed that he was actually meaning physically adding things into the foreground, where I think he is meaning digitally adding things in. So in, in Photoshop, maybe taking foreground from another picture, adding in um or moving an object in front of the view to make it a little bit more interesting is that what you think you yeah I've, I've just yeah. posted yeah um well I, I, I just want to say no i haven't i haven't manufactured i haven't moved anything of course I, not you're pure, just the pure you're just, a just the purist, purist oh god purist if you if
0: you if mention video. the word soul in your definition here i swear i'll close my laptop
1: <laughs> that's fine i'll just carry on talking without you but um no, no, I, I, am not one for that. I to be brutally honest, I won't. I, I, have taken weeds away or something like that. If there's been a, like a struggle, oh, so you of, have that In then. front of me, I wouldn't say that's manufacturing the view. That's just slightly altering, altering.
0: I have. I, I, one hundred percent have. There's no. There's absolutely no. I don't see anything wrong with it. I don't see if you're if you work for a news agency and you're trying to profess that you've taken a natural photo depicting a news it a news event and it turns out. That you have manufactured it in a certain way and yes that's that's quite immoral and in bad taste yeah. but if, if i mean i i've done it physically and i've, I've obviously done it digitally mm-hmm. I, i've done it physically before where i've been on a beach and i just want something maybe in the foreground i find a wee bit of seaweed and i've dragged it over and moved it into a certain thing or or perhaps even i even if just placed like for example placed i in fact i know you've done this you're at it <laughs> you, you do it you do it in your wedding photos where you put like uh the shoes in the even if you were to put like a oh, a, a pair yeah. a pair of trainers in a foreground where yeah. where for a wedding you know,
1: it's, same, but it's uh, different for uh, landscape no no it's different for landscape the issue is that that is no no that's completely no i don't i don't separate
0: i don't mean actually i don't mean i don't mean a, a specific set a shot of the shoes i mean I, I don't think actually i've seen you do this particularly maybe not in years because it's the type of thing i can imagine you would have done maybe at the start i, do, I skipped this thankfully because really like it, but let's say you've got all the bridesmaids behind and the flowers in the foreground and the flowers are in focus and the bridesmaids are all out of focus, that type of idea. So you're placing something in the foreground, perhaps that's something um that people have done that would count. No? You're still thinking weddings are different. We're-
1: we're talking landscape you're not no
0: wearing. i know but you're placing no we you're talking about placing objects in my landscape foot no in right. my
1: landscape photography i have not altered an image i i
0: i went to i remember this so vividly the my first night at the camera club that i was a member of and i'm not really anymore um and one of the one of the kind of best photographers at the club ken uh, was doing a a presentation and he said he had this image up on the screen, and I'd been quite impressed by the whole thing the whole evening would be very been eye opening for me and he was talking about this it was a pier, and uh he said, "Well, I didn't like the sea on the right hand side there, so um I moved the sea to the left hand side, and that mountain looked much better if the line sort of uh, composition moved from right to left not left to right so i flipped the mountain around as well and then i had an issue with the sky so um, i kind of changed the sky for another bit. and i was like hold on a minute here what and i was i was just like that's not even the same image but you know it's it's digital art it's creating your 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 yeah. image from where from lots of different photographs that have been taken at different times different that comp or actually the same one edited within it, you know, changing things around, and it was an eye-opener completely, and, and I say, Ken has a, a very famous, in Glasgow photography circles, which is not really that famous, but, shot of Jokulsarlon Beach, which is the famous beach in Iceland, with the black ice, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Black, black, big cubes of ice.
1: Yeah, 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 Diamond Beach, He yeah. has
0: a very, it, it, it won international salons, uh, awards, uh, SPF awards, and lots of different things in different wow. places, and the sky is not genuine, it's it's from another shot from another day because the sky was really bland that day and he's he's brought a different sky in with a tiny hint. I mean it's not it's not obvious, it's not HDR, it's not it's very well done. And I no one no one ever knew that. He told us that, you know, two years after the shot had done its rounds. And I personally have had uh, a shot, very successful international competitions and stuff, which is a sports shot, admittedly. But there was a throwing, the launching the shot put was the name of it, and it's the where the athlete is spinning around, throwing the throwing the shot put, and the shot put's not in the frame because it's physically impossible to be in the frame, and ha- yeah. and have his face in the frame because by the time he's turned around, the shot's gone, um, yeah. and I put the shot in, and no one ever noticed that it was that it was an incorrect. However, in a landscape sense. Yeah, I suppose you want to be as true to the landscape as possible, but sometimes yeah. I think a little bit of creativity perhaps doesn't go amiss. But
1: well, we have different opinions. Indeed, as we always do.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I understand if it's for commercial. I understand if it's like if you're photographing a building for a commercial project for a client and the sky's boring and you want to Photoshop in a, in a sky to make it a little bit interesting or for a wedding... You know, something like that for a wedding. I can understand why you would do that. But I think personally from a landscape point of view, yeah. it, it's not my cup of tea. It's the same with people who, again, everyone is entitled to their own tastes. And this is purely my point of view. I never judge someone on, on their editing or, or, you know, say that they're wrong because that's what you like. But when they alter the color of the grass in landscape photography... Yeah. when it's green but they make it orange Yeah, well that's. and I see a lot of this with the Pharaohs and I, I, re- I personally don't like it I don't like it it's not my cup of tea but I understand that if you like it that's all that matters yeah. does that make sense? yeah yeah
0: I mean there's another guy at the club a good friend of mine actually who every time he takes a photo we always have a, jo- a running joke that the sky's a different colour um, regardless I've stood beside him at, at Turnberry Lighthouse and taken a shot and been uh-huh. very happy with it and seen his edited shot and the sky's purple I'm like the sky wasn't even remotely purple. Come on now, but yeah. it's just what he does. It's just that's just his thing. It's almost like his signature now. um yeah. So, I th- I'd, yeah I I think I, I'm not, I'm being a little bit controversial for controversial sake. Um, I, yeah. I agree with you, but I've also done it to an to an extent in, in different things. So okay.
1: I have indeed. I will I will never look at you the same. That's fine. I don't. I respect I, for you. He's just gone right out the window.
0: Did you ever really have any respect for me before?
1: Of course, lots of respect for you, <clears 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 <throat> Okay. Quoted. So, in terms of landscape, have you got anything up and coming over the next couple of weeks?
0: Uh, oh, you've caught me off guard, you've caught me off guard. No, Yep. no, good. to be honest, nope. not really. I've, I'm, I'm, I'm full on weddings now, I'm pretty much, I've got lots of stuff to talk about there, which we're going to do in yep. a wee bit. Uh, don't have any plans as such, uh, landscape-wise, I'm afraid, that's all on you.
1: Yep um same i've got an intense i've got intense couple of uh, months coming up but i do have a meeting with my videographers to go over the next steps. Oh, of course yeah um so that's excited for that um i've got a couple of videos that i'm planning to do but i'm not pushing them too much at the moment i just just whenever i can i'm going to get them up Um. i'm not really bothered about getting i was hoping to do one like every two weeks but it's just not possible yeah it really is not with the schedule so that's fine but um a couple of things i want to do but just personal time that's that's mainly it so um that's about it i've also concentrating on my health a lot right now actually my fitness my health that's i really want to spend a lot of time with that and the family nice So nice yeah and so you should what were you gonna say
0: i was gonna say i've also got the maths exam in two weeks so my my kind of my my focus and attention is slightly taken apart by that as well. Um, mm-hmm. So I've, I've got to remember my other job, unfortunately. Yes. So, uh, yes,
1: and you're golfing and you're skiing. And no, your no and
0: skiing. There's no skiing at this time of year. Come on, get with the program. No.
1: Well, you go down to um Head. No. no. No.
0: Okay. Skiing. ski Skiing's done. Golf for now. But uh, <laughs> yeah. No. So. Well, should we wrap things shall up? Shall we? I think we shall. I think we, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, yep. it's a good shot, and Ace, we'll uh, go and talk, Ace. go and talk weddings on another recording.
1: Weddings, definitely, exactly. I think we will do a part. Pod- I've got, I've got something for the podcast. I think we're going to talk a little bit about printing in the next podcast. I've got some prints coming, and I know you have got your prints coming as well. So, cool. that'll be really good. To, Excellent. To well, Louise, Louise on
0: Malcolm's just that. commented in your post. So, oh no, we'll have to, We'll, we'll leave. We'll maybe leave it with what her bucket shot is, because this could be what's a bucket shot.
1: What's a bucket? Alright, oh, someone on the someone ways? someone quickly
0: find a gif of a bucket of Irr-Willy on a bucket. Urwelly <laughs> on a bucket.
1: <laughs> oh, what an idiot. Okay, right, let's say goodnight. Good night, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. I hope it has been good and not too boring. If you love what we are talking about, please leave us a review on iTunes or Anchor or wherever you've heard this podcast. Um, please join our group, our Facebook group, which is called The Photographers Crack podcast and you can get that from our page which is also the photographers crack on facebook instagram photographers crack we're on it get everything Indeed. from the website there's links add us on facebook where can we get you on the social media
0: just eaglesham photography is the easiest way facebook instagram uh, it's all there it's all pretty obvious okay can, can be
1: found I nice and easy and you can get me on instagram and facebook under just james k and you can get my website which is jameskelly.co and you can choose landscapes and ignore the weddings cool well thank you very much everyone for listening it's been a pleasure and remember if you have questions please please put them on our wall give us an email give us a message just get them to us